thanks for joining us. My name is Callum Beaumont. I'm the host of Maritime Software Hub, the People Podcast. I'm also the founder of Cordell Beaumont, which is a specialist digital search and recruitment agency that covers markets, including the maritime, supply chain, and trade space. In this episode, I'm joined by Christopher Svard, who's the Chief Commercial Officer at Sea by Maritech. Um, Christopher has spent the majority of his career in the shipping technology space, and I've known Chris for around seven or eight years or so. Um, he's an incredibly approachable and very knowledgeable guy. So we're going to run through his kind of career path, his trajectory through kind of uh, the sales functions within certain um, digital shipping businesses. And we're going to talk a little bit about what he feels are real strong characteristics and traits that can help kind of people develop their career in sales and ultimately end up in a senior management or leadership type of function. So please do like the episode, please subscribe to our channel, it really helps with our audience exposure uh, and thank you again for joining us. Enjoy. So hi Chris, thank you for joining us and coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me, it's a pleasure being here. No, you're, you're very welcome. Um, I know you and I go back a few years, great to catch up properly and uh, really looking forward to hearing your insights into uh, what we're going to be discussing today, um, which is predominantly the role of a, a Chief Commercial Officer uh, and of course your your journey into the space of digital shipping. Um, so what I'd love to do before we start, if that's okay, if, if you could perhaps give us a good overview of your role now, who you are uh, and, and a little bit about your background, that'd be That'd be great. Absolutely. So maybe what I'll do, Callum, is I'll start just giving you an introduction to myself. My name is Christopher Svart, um, Swedish by origin, but been in London now for the past six years. Um, family, two children, and since coming here to London, I've uh, I've worked for C, and my background and history is always been within. Uh, shipping technology. So for the last 13 years, I've spent uh, that time in various commercial roles um, within shipping technology companies. So even before the time where where this was really a thing. Um, so that's been a truly exciting journey. Great. Well, I'm really good to see you kind of almost sort of uh, very early days of the kind of pioneering phase of, of, of digitalization and shipping. So I'm sure you've had a great insight uh, to see how things have developed over the years uh, and of course like accelerated more recently. So in, in your current role at the moment, um, do you want to give us a quick overview of, of what your, 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 your position is and, and, and how long you've been in that role for? Absolutely. So I think, as I said, Callum, I've been with the company now for about six years and uh, yeah. yeah, we go <laughs> that far back as well. So it's been a good, fun time. Um, my role at the moment is Chief Commercial Officer, which means that at CEI oversee our commercial activities, which ranges all the way from our outreach sales um, through the whole sales process into the actual onboarding um, and later on the account management of uh, our customers. So really what we view as the kind of 360 degree view of all our customer interactions. Okay, brilliant. And, and maybe you can um, give a bit of an overview of how C help their, their clients. And um, obviously, I've got a little bit of an insight myself, but uh, be great to, for people that aren't too aware. Um, if you can elaborate, that'd be really great. Absolutely. So within C, what we do is that we focus on the uh, 
pre-fixture and at-fixture side of the uh, workflow for charters, owners, and brokers. So in reality, what does, what does that mean? It means that we developed solutions that help our customers um, sourcing the right information to help support decisions all the way through actually introducing more and better efficiencies through the chartering process um, until the end of concluding the fixture with um, a charter party and agreement done. And at that point, our journey stops and we interlink and we interact with other services. Okay. Um, really what our vision is, is to build what we call the intelligent marketplace for fixing freight. Um, and that's the journey that we've been on for the last um, six years, um, starting off in various segments, uh, but more focused in the last two years where we've uh, introduced what's probably the uh, the first platform that at scale had tackled the freight negotiation part of it um, and starting with the iron ore space. Yeah, no, I think it, it's been really great to see the also the kind of collaborations that I, I see having see having uh, over the last few years. I think Vesson, Rightship and, and uh is it set up recently is one of the most recent yeah, ones so in what we do we realize that we have to focus and and you know we have to focus on our specialities and you know what we're good at and as part of that of course you know collaboration is an important part and historically maybe we've come from a position where we haven't seen that collaboration to the extent that we want to which means that a lot of the companies within the industry have kept on replicating and doing the same things and maybe competing for the same thing. Um, whereas with a greater level of collaboration, we can actually, all of us achieve more and focus much more on what is our core areas of expertise. So as part of this journey, it's been natural for us to work together with companies that are like-minded, um, work together with companies where we can see that we can deliver value to the industry and to the joint client base. Yeah. And do you th see that a bit of a, a continuing trend across the sort of the maritime software, the, the digital shipping space is seeing more and more consolidation across either small, slightly smaller businesses or the larger businesses? Um, I, I'm certainly seeing it. So it'd be interesting to hear from your yeah. point of view. Absolutely. I think, you know, maybe particularly within the within the shipping technology space we've come from a position where we've had a very fragmented landscape and uh, what that has meant for our customers is that they are equally stuck with a very fragmented process and workflow uh, where they're operating in silos so i think it's our responsibilities as, as vendors and as software providers uh, to look at how can we actually provide a much more joined up experience and how can we facilitate the workflows for our customers and how can we ultimately deliver value. So as part of our strategy, 100%, the, the partnerships and the collaboration um, with other companies is, is incredibly important. And I see that as a trend definitely across the, across the industry. Are you getting asked that from your client base saying that we're getting lots and lots of suppliers that can come and approach us and help us in different ways? We'd love it if you were partnering with this business so we can work with you and perhaps another company. Is that kind of need for collaboration driven from the end user, do you think? Or is it more just from, from the suppliers themselves? I actually think the uh, at least our approach to it is that it has to be driven by 
our customers and it has to be driven by the end user unless we can see an incredibly obvious um, synergy and typically as you know as we said um, our customers will use different softwares for different parts of the workflow Um, and really what we want to enable is to deliver straight through processing of information and data to these customers and i think what we're seeing as well you know taking data points and data sources from across that workflow and actually being able to surface and use that data at the right point in time as well so that will ultimately force us to introduce greater collaboration and and interaction and apis in order to enable that to happen yeah, good. So hopefully lots of exciting opportunities for businesses, especially startups that are kind of looking for somebody perhaps to sort of uh, align with uh, could um, create some new opportunities, I'm sure. Um, let's go back a little bit. So you mentioned, uh, obviously, you've been in the digital kind of t- the maritime technology space for a number of years now. Um, how did you first initially hear about it or, or, or start your career in that space? I think as for most people and and listening to previous episodes of this podcast, but also other maritime shipping podcasts, um, it was a bit of a banana skit for me. So I don't think that I've ever envisaged myself to uh, to go into shipping and especially not the digital shipping space, which mm-hmm. back then almost didn't exist. Um, so the way that I was introduced to this was actually uh, through a uh, through a friend who back in the days was a shipbroker um, at a firm called SSY here in London. This was 08 and happy days. Um, really, shipping was booming, and this was the place to be. Um, I did my final year at university and thought, you know what, this sounds like good fun. And and I have to say, I'm ever grateful for for pursuing this career and this path. Um, obviously, as everyone knows the the bubble burst big time back in the end of 08 and my friend then moved back to sweden and started for a shipping software company where where i had the opportunity to join so really starting from the ground up um, started working in uh, in support and from there moving into uh, to various roles so was that chin say that that business that's correct oh, I that see. is okay. correct that makes sense Great. Okay, good. Well, thank you for that that overview. Um, so before we get into sort of the main kind of uh, topic of the, the discussion today, uh, the, the role of a kind of CCO, I, I always like to ask our listeners um, a couple of questions just to sort of try and find out a little bit more about them on the personal side. So is there perhaps maybe two things you can kind of share that the majority of people won't know about you? Um, absolutely. It's it's a great question as well, Carlin. <laughs> Um, so I think one thing that has taught me a lot and, and reflecting back at it was that in younger years, I did competitive swimming. And, and I think that that, uh, is probably something that most people don't know. Um, and I did that up until the age of 16, but looking back at it as well, I think it's helped, you know, form who I am quite a lot and, and also the competitiveness of it. Um, but also the fact that you have to understand how to allocate scarce resources, endurance, uh, which is things that I think that I carry with me into my professional career. Great. Um, it's about the longevity of, of what you do. Yeah, and that competitive yes. drive, I'm sure, that you had back then carries on with you into your, your everyday life, which is fascinating. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, 
fantastic, fantastic experience. Um, today, um, less competitive swimming, but <laughs> when I relax nowadays, cooking is really a big passion of, of okay. mine, and it's something that I really love doing. Um, it's a way to really focus in on something, maybe do something that is completely different to my day-to-day -day work and, and just really allows me to, uh, to zoom out. Do you have a, a signature dish or anything you're particularly, uh, your, your speciality? I would absolutely say that I think my spaghetti bolognese is probably <laughs> my signature dish. Brilliant. I think mine's the same to be fair. It's about the, the, the stretch I, I go to, but um, I do the odd, <laughs> odd, odd other meal, but uh, not too often. So. <laughs> Amazing. Good to hear, Callum. Great. Good. Well, so let's dive into um, what we're going to talk about today. And that's really to try and help anybody perhaps that's maybe in kind of pursuing sales positions, commercial roles, um, and they've got their eye on kind of perhaps promotion one day and they want to climb that ladder, perhaps go into like a commercial director role, a head of sales role, that type of thing. Um, yep. And they want to ultimately try and get into a C-suite position. So in your words, you did, you did explain it a little bit at the beginning of the, the, um, the, the topic. So I'm sorry to talk, go over it again. But how would you sort of define the role of a chief um, commercial officer? Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, as a chief commercial officer, what I do in my day to day is I'm responsible for commercial activities. That means that, you know, a lot of focus is being spent on looking at our strategic objectives as a business, looking at our revenue goals and targets and ensure that the activities that we do within the sales team and, and the marketing side of the business aligns to that. So it means that there is a lot of coordination happening. It means that there is a lot of coaching of teams. It means that constant review of strategic account, target accounts, um, where do we need to be? Um, yeah. So a lot of my time is, is spent on those activities. But then, of course, um, where I am as well, you know, it's also ensuring that we enable cross-functional collaboration across the business. So how can we work as efficiently and effectively as possible? Um, how do we ensure that we stay incredibly close to our customers um, as a business? How do we ensure that we're customer obsessed in, in everything that we do? Um, so that we know that we're we're on the right track, we're doing the right things, um, which will ultimately, hopefully, lead us to uh, to success. Okay. And do you think there was a point um, in your career where you jumped from either being the head of sales or, or in a certain role that got you up to that that that, that C-suite level? What, did anything happen internally, or was it more of a, a case of kind of revenue generation? So you kind of got your reward. What do you think was the key factor? Um, I would say that, you know, traditionally in sales organizations is, you know, you promote the people who who uh, bring home the biggest checks. But but, you know, in terms of, you know, in terms of how did this happen for me and how did I end up being a chief commercial officer? Um, I think it was much more around, yes, a deep understanding of our customers. Um, listening a lot but also hopefully demonstrating the ability to build functional teams efficient effective teams and, and ensuring that we build out the right foundation to enable that growth so in my role today compared to maybe five six years ago um, it's a huge difference you know less focused on on the biggest deals but more focused around how do we enable us as a company how do we enable our teams to perform at their best yeah. 
but of course, for me personally as well, I think it's so important and, and you know, in any business that you're staying close to the customer, that you, um, you know, you have your finger on the pulse, you understand what's happening, you understand the trends within the industry, you understand and you listen to your customers. And, and I think that's maybe also an attribute looking back that um, the sales role is a lot about listening and from listening, actually taking action and ensuring that you understand and you can act on, on that feedback and what you hear from your customers. And on that point, do you think that in in sales, in, in the software space, you, it, you, you can succeed, sorry, succeed without having the industry knowledge? So I, I remember years ago, us going to numerous events and, and hearing you talk to, to people you're incredibly knowledgeable about this, the maritime space and, and and the technology side but if someone comes from from outside of shipping and, and they've joined a, a, a SaaS business in, in the shipping space do you think it's a real disadvantage f- for them or do you think it can be kind of picked up and learnt relatively quickly I think it's a very interesting question Callum and something that I think we debate all the time um, when we look at you know what is the ideal candidate look like? What is the ideal person that we want to employ into our business? And I think the conclusion that we've ended up at is it's all about the attitude and the mentality of the people that we bring into the business. Um, Of course, when you firstly join a business and you know nothing about shipping, it's a real disadvantage. This is a very niche industry and and the barriers to entry are really really high and understanding the fundamentals and understanding um, the customers takes time Um, but i do believe that we can educate people with the right mindset to actually get to a point where you can have educated conversations with the customers Um, on the other hand having that shipping knowledge of course gives you a bit of a head start but it it's not a guarantee for success selling software Um, And I think that's where you have to strike the balance. And I think the conclusion we've arrived at is that um, it's really about the person. Okay, understood. And and, and if, uh, I mean, we've done it ourselves, we've helped brokers transition into uh, software sales within the maritime space and things, and and some have been incredibly successful. But have you seen uh, any kind of uh, brokers, obviously, internally or other businesses that have made that shift over to the the software sales has it been like a shock to them kind of like the length of the the software cycle do do most of them seem to click quite well or is it just complete complete sort of a lottery really to see who fits well with it yeah no but i think the it's interesting because there are a lot of similarities between broking and, and selling. I think maybe broking to a greater extent is more transactional driven. And yes, definitely, you know, the time it can take to to do a sale, um, and especially if you're talking, you know, a big ticket sale, then of course that that requires a much lengthier process and it's much more about solution selling. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we're, we're trying to help customers and whether that is as a broker or trying to sell software, um, it really isn't a big difference. I think it's just in the way that you apply that. So if you come more from a transactional broking background, yes, maybe it will be a shock to the system in terms of uh, the processes. And But on the other hand, if you've been a broker and you've done period business, you've tried to sell more structured solutions, then yeah. The way we operate is is fairly fairly similar. 
Yeah, I guess selling purchase in particular, you, you're speaking to clients for literally years, waiting for markets to kind of up, go up and down and, and things to, for them to invest. So I, I get that, that that relates quite closely. Um, okay, so I think just to sort of wrap things up, um, any kind of advice or tips? You've given a great insight into kind of what attributes sort of uh, C-suite um, individuals need need to kind of get to the CCO level. But any kind of advice that you would just give that you f- feel for anybody that's uh, trying to get, get into that position um, that you might be able to share? Um, absolutely. I mean, it's all about persistence to me and, and dedication and passion. Um, I think with the right level of motivation and passion, um, you will get far. Um, of course, you need to apply strategic thinking and understanding in order to be successful in the role. Um, but I'm a true believer that if you are driven by passion, if you love what you do um, and you deeply understand and, and you want to make a dent and make a change to an industry, then that will provide the motivation um, that will allow you to get on the journey uh, to become successful. Um, and I think as well, successful can mean many different things. I think in the beginning of your career, when you're more in an, in a sales executive role, maybe moving into a head of sales role, it's very different. You're still very focused around the closing of deals and, and you know closing the biggest contracts, whereas the transition into maybe becoming a CCO, it's much more about thinking about the group, the business, yeah. how do we become successful as a team together? Um, and learning that skill of also, you know, negotiating between, you know, the pros and cons um, and encouraging better cross-functional collaboration as well. Great. Well, I think that's ex- extremely valuable and, and I'm sure our audience will really think so too. So, um, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and, and it's a pleasure to sort of catch up with you again properly. Um, and I think for now, what we'll do is we'll obviously uh, share the content and everything and, and look forward to receiving the comments. But um, for anybody that might want to kind of have any follow up questions or might like to get in touch with you, is the best way to reach you on LinkedIn or via email? Absolutely. I would encourage anyone who wants to have a chat um, to reach out on LinkedIn and uh, and we'll share. And of course, email as well, which is christopher.svard at c.live. And that's Christopher with two Fs, just yeah. to confuse everyone. <laughs> good, good. No, well, I've just about got it nailed now. Um, excellent. excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. R- really great to see you again. And, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much, Callum. And thank you for inviting me. Pleasure, Pleasure speaking to you. And you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maritime Software Hub. I really enjoyed my chat with Chris. He's an exceptionally knowledgeable guy. Um, He always creates a fantastic impression whenever you meet him, and he's very well regarded. Uh, He's got a lot of, obviously, insight and and knowledge into maritime technology, uh, as well as a a really fantastic kind of network and um, kind of list of contacts within the ship owning and ship management, broking and chartering communities. Um, so before you go, I'd just like to um, share the opportunity for other businesses or even people working in the either in the maritime software space or in kind of associated markets in a sort of a software or data sales or 
product management type of role function. Um, if you're interested in participating and joining and coming, coming on board, either being featured in one of our episodes, or perhaps even uh, either from a sponsorship point of view or some sort of way where you'd like to get more brand exposure, um, we'd love to try and help and very open to any kind of uh, discussions or questions you might have. Um, we're always key to try and promote people's businesses and whether it's from a hiring angle where you might quite like to promote the culture of your business or any particular opportunities, um, we're here to, to try and help you do so. So the best way to contact us is to email podcast at cordellbeaumont.com or you can contact and reach out to me directly on LinkedIn um, just by looking at Callum Beaumont on LinkedIn. Uh, so please do um, subscribe and download our channel. It's really, really appreciated and it massively helps with our um, our following and our the algorithms on um, YouTube and, and Spotify and other channels. So thank you again for your support and uh, look forward to speaking again soon.